Hey, what's up, what's good? Welcome to Showtime Balling, Balling All Levels, the podcast. Let's get it. In this episode, we go one-on-one with tall black Tohi Smith-Milner. The big guy, the product of Rosmini College, now residing in Australia, speaks about his basketball through high school, NZ Breakers development, all the way to Tall Blacks. We would like to point out that this episode was also recorded a couple of weeks ago, and unfortunately the audio on our end drops in and out, but Tohi's side remains clear, which is the important thing. He also is so flexible, he gave up his time for this interview while he is about to board a plane. So props to Tohi, we are so appreciative of his time. Hey. Without further ado, let's go. Kia ora koutou, welcome to the show, Showtime Balling, Balling on All Levels, this podcast episode. It's awesome to catch up with our brother, Tohi Smith-Milner. He is currently in the airport at the moment. Thank you, brother. How are you doing? Yeah, man, I'm doing good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you for taking some time out with us here um, in Aotearoa. Where about you at the moment? Uh, currently playing in the NBL one competition in Melbourne. And um, we actually, like you said, heading, I'm at the airport right now, so heading to Tasmania for a couple of games. Yeah, so heading off to Tasmania, what sort of teams are you looking to play there? Uh, so there's two teams down there. They've got Hobart and Northwest Tassie. Um, there's some pretty good, solid teams, but we're, we kind of haven't seen much of them, but it'll be good to get down there and hopefully get a couple of wins. Yeah, so obviously you're not being in the NBL competition. This is kind of a direction that you like to take normally of the off-season? Um, yeah, kind of, sort of. I've played back and forth between New Zealand League and playing over here in Melbourne. Where last time I played here in Melbourne, it was actually called the Seaboard. So they've rebranded that. And, but no, nah, both competitions is pretty good and like level-wise and skill-wise as well. All right, primo brother. Hey, let's get into it, man. So, where did your uh, passion and storyline for basketball start? Um, I think I started playing about 12 or 11. Um, my brother was probably a big role model for me growing up, and whatever sport he played, I wanted to play. So, he kind of got into basketball around about that time and thought I'd pick up a basketball as well. And actually, was pretty good at it, so kind of stuck with it. Sweet. So, where were you born and raised? Uh, born and raised in West Auckland, Massey. So, spent most of my time out there, but I uh, went to high school over on the North Shore, Rosmini College. Rosmini College. Hey, Rosmini, for the last couple of years, they've been doing the business. Yeah, they've got a pretty good coach and a lot of really young, good up-and-coming talent, which is good. Sweet. So, in the pure bit. so yeah, let's talk about... High school basketball, what stands out to you when you were playing? Um, I think my first year going to Nationals, we actually won Nash- secondary school Nationals in 2011, I think it was. And our team ended up going 32-0 and that year. So that was kind of a pretty big highlight for me in high school. Um, that's a pretty impressive... Um... <laughs> Pretty impressive year and, uh, and stat because doing that is pretty hard to do nowadays. Yeah, and we kind of weren't we were in the like we weren't really in the highest level of basketball in Auckland. We were in the prem grade, so we weren't playing like Auckland Grammar and Westlake and all of them. But um, yeah, we ended up beating them in the we beat Westlake in the semis that year, and then we 
beat Grammar in the finals, which was pretty massive for our school, who wasn't even considered a basketball school at the time. Yeah, as you point out, that you know, Rosmany, they've got a proud – well, now they're, um, they're past in basketball and their future is looking pretty bright. Yeah, they've got a lot of young talent coming through there, which is good, like Cruz Parahunt, who's played for the Tall Blacks as well, alongside me. Um, I think there's another young boy who's in there, uh, Tane, Tane, who's just been selected for the long list of the Tall Blacks World Cup as well. So that's a pretty big accomplishment for our high school. Yeah, OK. So besides, you know, all that, what do you remember? Did you just go head-to-head with any other current NBL players or Tall Blacks when you were back in high school? Uh, when I... We first started, um, it was like Shea was playing, Shea Ali was playing for Onehanga Grammar or Onehanga High School. Um, Ty Webster was still in high school. Uh, Jack Salt. There was a lot of young talent coming through at that time, which was good. And we, we all pretty much trained together at the same time with uh, Breakers Academy, which was pretty cool. Yeah, so you speak about the Breakers Academy. Uh, a lot of those um, Auckland kind of um, development players go through that system. How can you explain that? Um, yeah, I kind of was a long shot to make it, but after winning secondary school nationals, um, Judd gave me a call and said he wanted to bring me in at the time. So I was more than happy, was pretty stoked about it. And I was kind of a young boy going in there. And there was the likes of Shay, Ruben Terangi, uh, Isaac Putu was still around at that time. Ty Webster. There's a lot of young talent coming through there. And obviously now we're all playing all over the world now, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it is pretty cool. So you, you speak about these names and you look at them now that, wow, wow they've really made it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of amazing to see how far New Zealand talent and basketball has come. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, I know I've spoken to a lot of Auckland-based um, basketball players, but, man, they keep pumping out uh, the talent. Yeah, that's for sure. Okay, so now let's uh, fast forward. Let's talk about NBL, New Zealand Basketball League. Um, so your timeline for the teams you played for was? Um, I played for, was a development with Auckland Pirates the year the Pirates won and. Shay was actually one of the de- development players at the time with myself and Ty Webster was as well. Um, so that was my first year playing uh, NBL and then kind of a year, couple years later, ended up playing for Super City Rangers. And that was kind of my first full year of playing and played pretty well, actually. I'd just come back from being at a prep school and the states and um, was a pretty much became a starting five man in that team at I think I was about 17 or 18 at the time and played for them for a couple of years and then I ended up signing with I think it was the Canterbury Rams a few years ago and kind of left halfway through the year kind of was in a situation for me and ended up back in Melbourne playing and then last year played for the Nelson Gi- Nelson Giants 
and we ended up losing to the eventual winners, Southland, that year in the semis. Yeah, so it's impressive, um, like you said, when you spoke to Shay, that it's impressive to see that you guys were development in the Auckland Pirates. You know, it was a pretty um, pretty much success, you know, straight in, straight away for you guys in your development. Yeah, I mean, we that roster, I think, was pretty talented. We had the likes of Lindsay Tate, Dylan Boucher, Alex Pledge, I think, was on our team as well, just some of the players, but we were... As development players, we were kind of lucky to get a lot of court time because our main guys were kind of blowing out teams and Judd was Judd had a lot of trust in us young fellas to kind of come in throughout parts of the game and perform, which kind of gave us a lot of, um, I guess, boost and morale or confidence, I guess, which obviously led to us making other teams as well, which was good. Yeah, because when you talk about those names, like the Bouchers, the Lindsay Tates, uh, Pledger, it's pretty good to mix you guys in there so that definitely would have boosted your guys' um, experience. Yeah, I mean, our trainings were pretty competitive and stuff, which was pretty good. But at the time, I think I was about 16 and was still kind of a bit shy to get in there. But after a few trainings in there, it was kind of seen how well those older guys mentored us younger followers, which was good. Yeah, so you've been in an environment that would have been tough, but it would have given you the idea, like I said, the experience moving forward to play against tough um, players, and that's um, some skills you can take nowadays. Yeah, definitely do. Yeah, so um, where has basketball notably sent you around the world? Where have you been? Oh, jeez. Um, last few years, been to China a few times. Um, was lucky enough to go to Lebanon, couple of times actually amazing city amazing people there as well um been to korea hong kong syria which is probably a few places that i never think that i'd be able to go visit but thankfully basketball has actually taken me there which has been pretty cool yeah because this is quite a common question i ask all my guests because based on the fact that those who are listening who want to get to your guys' level, how do you actually think they can go about doing that? Um, I think it's just all about hard work. Like, I know everybody, I guess you probably get that a lot, saying yeah. people saying hard work is probably the biggest way, but I think just, yeah, hard work pays off in the end of the day, and talent can only get you to a certain point where hard work pretty much sky's the limit I guess mm-hmm. one one question I probably would like to ask you is that how important is it to be around those right sort of people you know what I mean like you know the right people that will get you the support that you need will get the exposure for you um, yeah it's kind of good like with, for me I've kind of got a pretty solid base of support which is my family um, but it's always good to have other people. Like Dylan Boucher is probably one of my main guys that I always talk to about stuff. He was actually lucky enough to be my high school coach in my last year at high school. So I was kind of pretty thankful for what he's taught me over the years and how well he, I guess, coached me that year that I was with him. And then I was grateful enough to be able to play with him as well. So 
having good support outside of your family is always good as well. Sweet. All right, then, my man. Hey, let's talk about um, Tall Blacks. Do you remember the time when you were a part of that environment? Um, time? Yeah, I think it was my year after my last year at high school. So we can't, got caught up quite late and they were, Nenad was still actually the coach then. So we had a three-game series against Korea, I think it was. And um, I was thankful enough to play a little bit in the second game and um, kind of was, I guess, non-existent for a few years there. And then I want to say it was just before Asia, the build-up to Asia Cup, um, which was probably about three or four years after my last or the, my first cap for the Tall Blacks and Paulie and Dean, Dean Bickerman, who's our Melbourne United coach, were real close. So they were kind of talking back and forth about bringing me in for that camp. And Dean was kind of like, if you want to bring him in, we're more than happy. And was only really in the camp to um, replace an injury that they had. And so I kind of went in not having very high expectations to make the team, but um, was thankful enough to make the team and went to China, played a couple series over there and played really well and kind of earned a lot of minutes through those games and stuff like that. And ever since then, haven't really looked backwards and been thankful enough to be in all the FIBA windows and stuff, which has been good. Yeah, so can you can you rewind your mind back to when you got the selection, when you got the call-up? What was the thought process at that time? Were you kind of surprised or were you kind of expecting it to happen? My first time or yeah, for the Asia? Um, it kind of came out on social media first and I was kind of like, oh, pretty cool and told mum and dad and they were pretty excited and stuff like that and yeah kind of I guess I was still young and kind of didn't really think much about it sweet that's done cool hey man so this year for the world cup what's the feeling what's the feelings um feeling pretty excited um obviously we don't have Stephen Adams but um we've done pretty well without having him in these FIBA windows and stuff. So I think this is probably going to be our best team that we're putting together. A long list of players that are available is the depth of it's pretty crazy to think compared to other years where they've tried. And I think it's going to be a pretty good run. We've got a pretty tough pool to get out of, but um, I think it's going to be a good journey for us in basketball New Zealand in general. Yeah, because I've been talking to Paulie about it. He's excited. Uh, he was speaking about the depth of your guys, you know, your roster and all those other ones that are on the fringe, and it is exciting to hear. Yeah, I mean, we've got a lot of young boys that are still in college, a lot of kids that are Tane who's still in high school, and it kind of shows how, I guess, bringing those kids in early, the experience, the culture of the Tall Blacks is a whole different thing and I'm sure they'll soak it up as well as all the other followers that have been there for many years. Yeah, sweet. So Melbourne United, that's um that's your squad at the moment? Yep. 
this will be my fifth year with Melbourne now, so it's been a pretty long process, but I love it here in Melbourne. Coaching staff's pretty good, and now that Dean's been here for a few years now, we've got Paulie back, a couple more Kiwis on the team, so yeah, kind of evens. Guys again, Uso, Shea, Ely coming your way. <laughs> yeah, kind of evens our Kiwi to Aussie ratio out a little bit, which is good. <laughs> you guys are getting a bit of a balance there. Yeah, nah, it'll be pretty exciting. Yeah, so what's the, what's the, what's the feelings towards this um, this upcoming season? Because you guys are getting a lot of coverage now with these uh, two American um, guns coming towards you guys. Yeah, I mean, having Mello and um, Sean coming into the team, they were, I mean, pretty one of the two of the most exciting people on the court last year. And to have them playing on the same team this year and thankfully being on the same team as them now is going to be pretty cool. Yeah, so um, talking about, you know, Illawarra Hawks, they pick up, um, like, Lamello ball. So, uh, you know, what do you reckon when you guys come up with him? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, he's a pretty talented young kid and I think he's going to be pretty good for a Illawarra team like that. And they've also got Aaron Brooks, who's a yeah. proven NBA point guard. So we're going to have to worry about both of them. And, of course, with uh, the breakers, reasoning for, obviously, Shay to shift off to um, to Melbourne, they've got RJ Hampton. Do you know much about RJ before, you know, he came up on the radar? Um, I've kind of seen his highlights here and there, but I haven't really seen him playing against pro guys. But he'll be another exciting player. He's pretty good. He can shoot the ball. He's pretty athletic as well. So can't wait to actually play against them and see what he can do in in a pro setting. Yeah, because we speak about that. Like it's just that you know these are you know athletic kids, but they haven't you know I don't know played against men. So that's, and that's got to be different, right? Yeah. I mean, I was kind of young when I was playing against like pros. I was, I think I was about 16 or 17 when I was being invited to breakers trainings and stuff. So even that's a whole nother experience. The physicality of it's going to be probably their biggest factor for them, I guess. But um, knowing them, they're talented enough to be able to adjust to it so it'll be exciting to see what they can do and stuff this year okay so yeah uh, another quick question is that you know when you're when you're playing on the big stage you're playing those big games and the lights are bright and the, the arena is super packed man what's going through the mind what's going through your thought process um not a lot really it's more just focusing on doing my role well like, our team's pretty talented with shooters and guys that can dribble the ball really well and score the ball. So, when I come into the game, I'm kind of – my mindset's kind of just set good screens and get these guys open and rebound the ball and be in the right spots at the right time. And um, if I'm open, shoot the, shoot the ball. So, hopefully you can do that this year. Sweet. All right, then, before we round off this um, this interview, bro, or this uh, podcast episode, we normally uh, give our guests some random questions just to round off the episode. You ready to go? Yeah, let's go. All right, let's do it. Okay, then, first off, first question is, name 
your favorite teammate of all time? Favorite teammate of all time. Jeez. Um, I'd probably say Casper Weir. He's been here in Melbourne for the last few years and we kind of got on really well, hung out a lot. Um, we carpooled to the airport, so he's probably my number one. Okay, besides besides all that, what, what makes him your favorite teammate? Um, just how hard he works. For a guy that plays a lot of minutes, he's on days off, he's always there. Um, he's always getting shots up. And um, I kind of wanted to be around a guy that was doing stuff like that and try to, like, get some, I guess, tips and stuff from him, why he does it and stuff like that and try to implement it into my game. Okay. Favourite NBA team? What was that, sir? Favourite NBA team you follow? Um, would have to be OKC, just because Steve's there. Oh, that would be nice to see him here. <laughs> yeah. I was thankful enough to actually play against OKC a few years ago when we went over and played and we ended up losing by one. But um, no, it was good to see him and hang out with him a bit after the game. Yeah, and, yeah, and that was there was um, information released that you guys would be having another trip over there to playing more NBA teams the season begins. Yeah, so it'll be during our season now. I think it is, um, but uh, yeah, we get to play the LA Clippers, which will be pretty cool to play at Staples Center. And then we play a few days later, we play against the Sacramento Kings, so it'll be another experience that I'm looking forward to. Awesome, man, that's so cool. All right, then back to the questions name a song on your Spotify or your devices that you listen to that people will be surprised you listen to. Um... Jeez. Maybe like Stevie Wonder. Hey, nothing wrong with Uncle kind of, Yeah. I'm kind of a bit of an old school guy because thanks to mum and dad, but I kind of like my old school music. Stevie Wonder, Lionel Richie. Okay, and next question is, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Best piece of advice? Um, Dylan Boucher actually said to me one time, don't take any days off. So that kind of stuck with me and it was always like, there's always guys wanting your spots. And when you're having days off, they might be in the gym working out. So I kind of stuck, that kind of stuck with me and that'll pretty much stick with me for the rest of my life, to be honest. So there you are. You missing no days off. Yep. Got to be doing something, whether it's going for a run, getting in the gym, getting shots up, or getting in the weight room, or just even stretching on days off. So, yeah, that was kind of a big one for me. Uh, and favorite movie? Favorite movie would have to be... It was Gladiator with Russell Crowe. But um, I think Avengers Endgame was kind of taking that now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a tight movie, bro. Yeah. Okay, and last but not least, your favorite role, your best role model of all time. Favorite, best. Um, it would be a pretty close tie with my brother, 
obviously. Um, he was kind of the reason I played basketball and Dylan Boucher was the other one. So he was kind of a good role model for me and thankful enough to play with him and be coached by him. Awesome. Hey, Chloe, thank you very much for your time. Uh, I know that you're moving. It's been a big off um, to, to Hobart and go kill it over there. Uh, for me, to <laughs> all the best for this year and not just for the, you know, for the Australian Basketball League, but for the World Cup as well. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. No problem, man. And look forward to maybe potentially catch up with you again. Yeah, yeah, sounds good. Awesome. All the best. So, thanks. Hey, that's full time. Thanks so much for taking the time out with us here to listen to our episode on Showtime Balling, Balling All Levels, the podcast. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook on Showtime Balling NZ. We cover most aspects on everything basketball. And we're also dropping our apparel and merchandise line soon so you can rock and show your passion and love for ball. Hey, until next time, peace.